On today's podcast, I had Duke Loves Taxes from TikTok. The dude has got over 3 million followers, and we talked about some really cool tax saving tips that most of you might qualify for on this podcast, one of which can make you $8,000 in refunds just for your kids. You don't want to miss out because I think this is such a big opportunity that I have not heard anyone else talk about. So make sure you stay to the end. Now, let's jump into it. Are you looking to grow your real estate investing business? My company, Future Flipper, can help. We've taught hundreds of people all over the country how to flip, wholesale, and buy rental properties. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your investing journey. Whether you're trying to get your first deal or scale your company, Future Flipper can help. We have courses, coaching, and events for all levels of investors. So if you want to take the next step, go to futureflipper.com and book a free consultation to see how we can best help you. Once again, that's futureflipper.com. If you've ever wanted to invest with me on my real estate deals, it's now possible. At Pineda Capital, we're purchasing value-add real estate all across the country. This includes multifamily, commercial, and land development. The best part is, with my network, social media presence, and marketing strategies, we're able to get the very best deals that others don't have access to. You can join in with me on those deals if you're an accredited investor. If you want to learn more, head over to PinedaCapital.com to see our current opportunities. Once again, that's PinedaCapital.com. Welcome to The Ryan Pineda Show, where our mission is to invest. I only expect to make money in things that I understand. Innovate. It's about believing in the future and thinking that the future will be better than the past. And inspire. I am much more likely to hit my goal just due to putting it out there. Now rocking with the best. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Ryan Pineda Show. Today, I've got another tax guy with me here at FinCon. It seems like there's quite a few of you here. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, FinCon's in a uh, conference for financial creators. And, you know, a lot of them are doing different things. Like, I'm, I'm more of in real estate and, like, just making money. But the tax side's interesting because taxes traditionally are very boring and... You know, guys like you and Carlton Dennis have figured out how to make it entertaining. So yeah. I'm happy to have you on the show, dude. No, I did. I'm super excited yeah. to be here. I watch a bunch of your podcasts, so I'm excited. Oh, I love yeah. it, dude. So I uh, was watching some of your TikToks before here, mm-hmm. and uh, they're interesting, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're not what I would expect from an accountant. Yeah. You're, you're way different than yeah. all these other guys. Like, I've seen that... Uh, He's the clear value guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like the most basic, boring videos you've ever seen. And <laughs> then I'm like looking at you and I'm like, this guy's wearing like a towel on his head, pretending to be a girl. And yeah. like, what is going on here? Dude, it just it just happened like randomly. Really, um, <laughs> it started out, um, I couldn't find a wig. And I was like, what can I use instead of a wig? So I use a towel. The yeah. first time I used a towel in the video, was like, I was talking about OnlyFans creators. So I was like, hey, you know, <laughs> yeah. That's why. And it was, this is when OnlyFans was popping. Like, you know, like the whole, like it was trending. Like, oh, everyone started hearing about OnlyFans. I'm like, well, OnlyFans and taxes. So I was like, hey, how can I pretend like I'm the OnlyFans girl and stuff like that? Yeah. And uh, that's how I came up with the towel idea. And ever since then, it stuck. And yeah. like, just got to switch it up, the, the hairstyle. Yeah, dude, side note, OnlyFans sent me an email a while oh, back. Have they ever emailed you? No, would they want to partner with you? Yeah, they were <laughs> like, yo, Ryan, we think your content would be great yeah. for real estate. Like, you know, you should bring it on OnlyFans. And I'm like, 
you going to have me just give real estate advice naked or yeah. what? Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, it could sell. Who knows? You know, it, it might, you know, I might have to go back to that email. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. Yeah. I had to go see what's up. So <laughs> you, you start making these videos, mm-hmm. only fans sparked it. Mm-hmm. And then what happened after that? I was like, Oh snap. I have, a t- I have a way to help people. And I'm really big on that. So it's like helping people in an educating, entertaining way. And then it was like, okay, what else are problems? Or, you know, this this was started to become like that little addiction. Like, oh, my gosh, how can I help more people? Mm-hmm. And so forth. So just Googling things like, you know, what, what are people struggling with taxes, especially with the... This is when all, like, the stimulus checks and stuff are coming out. So it's a lot of explaining to do, making it entertaining, keeping that engagement there. Yeah. So you started TikTok when? Started TikTok in 2019, late 2019. Okay. And then when did you have like that first viral moment start to gain track? Because you have how many followers on TikTok? About now? three. Three million. million. Yeah. It's a lot, dude. Yeah. You're talking about taxes. Yeah. <laughs> I would have never thought that. I'm like, okay, this guy's got three million. Like, what does he do? He, does he dance? No. Nah. Like, no, this dude just wears a towel and talks about taxes. taxes. Like, who would know? <laughs> dude, and it works. Like, you know, like, yeah. it works. So it's like, let's keep doing what works. Yeah. We're helping people. Yeah. And that's what's important. So it uh, started back in back in 2019. Okay. Uh, things really started probably picking up probably a year later. Okay. Um, really when, like, the stimulus checks and things uh, started coming out. Um, and so forth. And a lot of people, a lot of people are starting businesses during COVID. Yeah. So a lot of people had questions about that and that's when I started picking up about 2020 December. So about a year later, 2020 December, like how many followers did you have then? Uh, I think I had about 400, 400. I remember, I remember, I remember asking people, Hey, I think I had like 395. I remember I made a video. Hey, can you help me get to 400 followers? I need five more. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then you, you had 400,000 and then less than a year later, you got over 3 million. Yeah. So it's really taken off. It's really taken off. That's yeah. crazy. And it's crazy. I believe like there's this like the law or this attraction when someone sees you have a lot of followers, it's easier for people to follow you more. Like, dude, this already dude has a lot of followers. The same videos. Yeah, it is like, yeah. yeah. It's a, I'll repost some videos sometimes too. And it's just <laughs> like it works, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just people are like, Oh, this guy's credible. He's yeah. got a lot of followers. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so you start doing TikTok. Uh, what were you doing before all this, dude? Like, give me the background. Oh, it's not, of, dude. Of where you came from. Yeah, let's talk about that. So, um, before TikTok, before the taxes and everything, um, I was going through a lot. I had recently lost my sister. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's, she has. So, the name of my character is Ziri. Okay. That's my sister. So that's Ziri right here, right here. That's what she's tied it right here. Okay. So that helped me like really cope with that. And so that's why it's really easy for me to bring the passion to my videos. Yeah. Because that's my sister. And it was like, yeah, that's um, super cool. Yeah. Uh, So that helped me with the coping with the depression and things like that. The suicidal thoughts, things like that. Um, Ended up getting over that. Things did get a little bit worse. Ended up filing bankruptcy. Um, was living out of my truck. When, when, when is this? This was like 2019, like wow. early 2019. Wow. Yeah. So we've made a complete turnaround from 2021 was really where we're taking off. Bro, that's for, inspiring, bro. Yeah. I did not know that yeah. all that happened. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So TikTok's helped a lot with that. And it's just, it's been a blessing. So, yeah. yeah. So 
you, you know, obviously 2019 is a, a big struggle, you know, all these different ways. And you hear about this thing, TikTok, and you just start going after it. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, two years later, almost like, look where, where it's got you, man. Dude, it's complete, complete 180, like complete 180. It's like crazy. And it's all because of TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. And people don't even like think it's like girls dancing or something like that. Like there is, but like yeah. TikTok can really take your brand to the next level. Yeah. Have you ever done any dancing videos? I have. I, I believe it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> After watching you, I, I knew it. Dude, I'd be trial and error. I'm like, what works, you know? And like You're are you jumping on the trends like doing uh all these crazy dances. Nah, oh, okay. it didn't work. So I was like, I did try to dance in video. I'm like, dude, in my early days, I'm trying everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The towels ended up working. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Once you find your niche, you yeah. just do it, dude. It works. You switch it up, people are like, dang, that don't work no more. You lose views or something like that. Okay, let's stick with what works. Yeah. So one thing I've been, a constant theme with uh, all the people I've met here at FinCon, you know, I've, I've had, man, how many people... Uh, I think we're going to do like seven podcasts. Killing it, dude. And a lot of them, right, they, they have big followings. That's why they're here. And the constant theme has been like, man, your life can change quick with social media. And I think that's probably happened for you quite well. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. Like, powerful. Like, powerful. Yeah, dude. Same here. So tell me about the, the accounting side, man. Like, uh, how did this all come about? Yeah, great question. Okay. So when I was about like 14 or 15, I did a lot of like modeling for like JCPenney's, Free Delays. Um, Dang, Char- of- Charlie Chang, who we just had, was doing modeling too. I'm yeah. like, I think I need to get into modeling. That's a thing now. <laughs> <laughs> you have the face, dude. Go run it. I'm going to go on the casting calls and get rejected. No, nah, go on. Just do the OnlyFans. Okay. Just do the OnlyFans. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Yeah, you I already go. got somebody who wants me. <laughs> Why I got to reinvent the wheel? <laughs> um, long story short, I was a 1099 contractor, uh, independent contractor. Yeah. So self-employed at 15. I didn't even know until I got that 1099 in the mail. I had my parents drive me down to H&R Block. Got hit with that little, I think it was like a thousand or some dollars. Like I ended up owing. Yeah. But it's still surprising. And like, it's like, this is my first time doing taxes right. um, as well. So the cool thing about H&R Block, I mean, it was, it was stressful um, being that age and owing taxes. Um, so I feel what other people feel now. Um, but at H&R Block, they kind of taught me about deductions, write-offs, travels. I'm like, dang, this stuff is tight. Um, <laughs> this is player like yeah because hey if you would have you know tracked your expenses you could have wrote off that that's how i really um got that love of taxes kind of like that enjoyment of taxes um so then i went to school to become a cpa i'm like okay i want to do taxes this is what i want to do you know right i'm gonna go to college i'm gonna go to cpa um did to got my associate's degree it went to unt at dallas i was doing Still studying CPA there. Yeah. Taking these courses. And I, long story short, I realized you don't have to be a CPA to do taxes. You literally ain't going to do taxes. But so dropped out. Yeah. Um, I still try to like apply at CPA firms. We didn't have enough experience. Right. So I was like, at this point, I was like, you know, let me work with like small business owners or like, you know, independent contractors because I have that experience myself. Right. And kind of started my own firm back in 2018. Did terrible like the first two years in like 2020, 2020, 2021 after TikTok. It's what it completely took off. Yeah. So 
you told me a story about how uh, you you dropped out of school because you're like, man, I don't yeah. I don't need to be in school to be a CPA. Yeah. And I was talking to uh, well, you do to be a CPA. Yeah. But not an EA. And I was talking to Carlton about this because, you know, I never knew the difference. I'm like, but why would a somebody i didn't know you could just start doing taxes like yeah. kind of like being a realtor you don't need to go to school you could just as long as you pass your tests and everything you could do taxes yeah it's pretty crazy yeah when you think about it yeah it's the barrier of entries like it's and there's a lot of abuse in that which is crazy yeah so you got to find someone um who's legitimate but like at the end of the day really only 30 percent of cpas do taxes yeah um which a lot of people don't know but yeah uh, it's crazy dude yeah so tell me a little bit about uh your business now because you know you said you had bankruptcy just you know less than or almost two years ago and now you've got this growing tax business right yeah so um the business we're we're kind of at a pain point where i mean it's a good problem to have we have too many leads right so and then you know i'm doing everything myself i'm pretty sure you have experience right there where you feel like you're doing everything yourself i'm literally making the tiktoks doing the I'm doing bookkeeping for clients, preparing yeah. tax returns, tax projections, yeah. tax planning, editing my videos. Yeah. And dude, I'm, I'm like, this is crazy. And I'm losing a lot of time, um, yeah. a lot of money as well. Yeah. So now we're at this point where I'm bringing on team members, right. trying to delegate tasks, trying to train. And the thing is, it's a whole new skill. Like becoming a boss, becoming a leader, delegating this. I'm like, dude, like this is a whole new skill. I'm like, this has nothing to do with taxes. No, <laughs> no this is like I gotta take a course on how to be a. I've been watching Simon Sinek a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I, I think I know the title of my next course. Yeah. So, um, it's funny. I, <laughs> I actually have a one of my masterminds coming up next week, mm-hmm. and every mastermind I create a new presentation for that quarter. Um of kind of something I'm seeing my students and stuff go through. And it's ironic you said that because this quarter's mastermind is about leadership. Do it. Yeah. So I already made the the slides. Um, I've got a leadership guy coming in to talk about team building. Yeah. So it's, it's a common thing, dude, in any industry. Yeah. Yeah. You don't just grow up and be a leader. No. Like it's just, you got to learn. Yeah. So I see, you know, behind us, you've got, uh, your first employee. Yeah. What's she doing? So she's helping me with everything. So we're bringing up really everything. So the, the first problem we had is everything's in my head. Yeah. There's no process. There's no process. There's no script. There's no, no scope. Yeah. Nothing. And like she's like, so how do you keep this all in your head? I'm like, I don't know. So helping with that helped me find talent as well, which is super important. Um, so we're talking about doing the back end work as well. So, okay. dude, like helping me with a lot. And it's like... I realized the importance of bringing people on. Yeah. Because it's allowed me to grow and do other things and focus on that. So, if anyone listening to this, you're talking about bring, thinking about bringing on team members, do it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't wait, do it. Yeah. yeah they're yeah. worth it. Yeah. So, tell me about uh, the business model before because you were, you know, an EA, you know, taking your own clients, right? Just a one man show. Yeah. Um, and, you were generating traffic through just TikToks, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And then now you've just got too many. Too many. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you've been referring them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're referring all out to our partner company in LA. Yeah. yeah. You need to get them to True Books, dude. I don't know who this partner company is, but you know, 
Yeah. Yeah. True Books, that's your company? Or something? Yeah. Oh, why does he keep saying that? I'm like, oh. You, yeah, dude. <laughs> I, got I, it. I own the company, man. Oh, uh, True Books. Yeah, dude. You got it. We got to put you on, dude. So, what do you, you guys, I think I, I think I actually did see it. Yeah. It's a green website. Yeah, you're right. And Money green, dude. Okay, I think. It, but you guys, so is, is it niche? Like, you do the real estate? You know, our, our focus is real estate. Um, because obviously a lot of my people that follow me are real estate and um, real estate is the easiest way to get all the tax benefits. Yeah, dude, <laughs> the tax code is written for real estate. I know. Essentially it is like, yeah, if it, they want you to be a real estate yeah. investor. Yeah. Um, and it's funny cause I tell people now, right. I got my career started, not like <laughs> trying to follow the tax code and get, I didn't even know about depreciation mm-hmm. for like years. Mm-hmm. I just was like, dude, flip houses, make money. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then as I went along, I realized, man, I'm not paying like as much taxes as all these other guys. And I wasn't like buying rentals because of that. Mm-hmm. I just was buying rentals because I'm like, it's smart to buy rentals. Yeah. And then once it clicked one day where I was like, oh, yeah. if I just buy a bunch of rentals, I don't owe anything. Yeah. This is cool. Depreciation is a game changer. Yeah. It's yeah. the magic um, behind the tax code. Yeah. And so... As I did that, I realized, oh man, like, okay. And then I saw, uh, I think it was Robert Kiyosaki talking about mm-hmm. it, where he was like, honestly, you literally just start businesses to buy real estate. Mm-hmm. That's it. Make your money doing TikTok and YouTube and whatever. For me, selling education and e commerce stores and flipping houses, like, make money doing that, but use that money, buy real estate, yeah. get super wealthy buying the real estate, but pay no taxes in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Easiest way, by far. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like the great multiplier of wealth. Yeah. It's so, crazy, yeah. Yeah, but uh, to answer your original question with TrueBooks, um, we've got hundreds of clients now across the country, and uh, we got different levels of services, but uh, the main focus is real estate investing, mm-hmm. and even if they're not real estate investors, because like, I have a ton of influencer friends now. Yeah. You know, most of them have never bought a house, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm like, look, you know, we, we know how to handle creator and influencer taxes. Yeah. I am one. Yeah. But also too, I'm going to teach you how to start getting your uh, tax bill down. That's what's up. Yeah. So you have a good CPA as well. Yeah. yeah. So my partner, Matt, um, he's a beast, but, uh, I, I look at how you, I look at where you're at currently mm-hmm. and, uh, we were there two years ago. Yeah. Like we, when I started true books, we had, just me as a client. Mm-hmm. We have anyone else. Okay. Um, cause I just hired Matt cause I, I really vibed with him and I liked what he was saying. And, um, he did a great job on my taxes and bookkeeping mm-hmm. and everything. And everyone was asking me, who's your tax guy? Who's your tax guy? And so I started true books. Um, cause I went to him and I said, Hey dude, do you want to start a company together? Cause I know I can draw traffic much yeah. like what you do. Yeah. Um, and I know how to build businesses. So we started it. Um, he did everything just like you, mm bookkeeping, tax prep, tax strategy, tax, Mm -hmm. everything. And once we had, you know, a certain amount of clients, we were able to hire then hire again, hire again. So now we have, I don't know, a few CPAs on staff, Mm -hmm. a few bookkeepers, admin, you know, different things. That gives me hope. Yeah. (laughs) So he was where you were at. He was underwater. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to link him up with you. For sure. You guys can, you know, cry to each other for sure. You're like, please, <laughs> yeah. I'm a brother out. <laughs> HBO. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's cool to see just kind of your evolution, and now you're mm-hmm. uh, you know hiring. Yeah. So I think uh, 
I don't know how many leads you got and everything, but my big advice, um, and I tell people this all the time, like all business is the same, right? Mm -hmm. There is three departments, marketing, sales, and operations. And so like when you look at the tax business, right? Let's take you for example. Mm -hmm. On the marketing side, you got it locked down. Mm -hmm. You're getting a ton of views. You know, people are going to TikTok. They're, they're seeing your stuff. Could you do a better job at marketing? Sure. You know, you could push your stuff way more than you currently do. I looked at your TikTok before. Yeah. If you look at my, my stuff, dude, I, I ain't shy about it. Yeah. I'm like, yo, buy my stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because it, look, it, at the end of the day, I used to be shy about it because I'd be like, oh, you know, I don't want to be a guru. I don't want to like always be pitching crap. And it's like, dude, if you got a product that can change people's lives and help them, you should be telling them about it yeah. all the time. Yeah. Because you don't realize, you know, somebody may never see this episode. And if I only said it in this episode, mm-hmm. you know. True. So I think you could be even more, you know, outspoken about what you can do to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, but too, like, so marketing's the first department. You, you're doing a good job. Sales, I'm sure you've encountered this. Like, you're getting a lot of leads, but you're probably not following up. You're not, like, doing all the things you can be doing. No. Yeah. Yeah. So beefing up a sales team in any organization is always like a very tough thing. Mm-hmm. Salespeople are like, they're hard to find. Yeah. Um, good ones, right? Yeah. The good ones. And then the third thing with operations in the tax business anyway, is like, well, there's so many products we have to offer, right? We can do bookkeeping. We could do tax prep, tax planning, you know, are, do they want CFO services? Mm-hmm. Do we got to go through that with them? Um, so there's, there's a whole bunch of operational things and product offerings that you got to think about. But I guess, uh, my point is what we've done in all my businesses mm-hmm. is like really break down those departments and figure out, okay, wh- what are we going to do to draw leads? Do we have a sales team to handle those leads? Great. What, what are we selling them? Yeah. And that's like the three minute rundown of how business, <laughs> dude, how your business Whoa, is going to go. Consulting. I love it. I know, dude, I'll bill you after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, dude, it's exciting to see that you made your first, uh, hire. Mm-hmm. And, um, I agree with you though. Like, you know, the sooner you can build out your team, you know, the less you're referring and, you know, you can keep those, yeah. those clients. Yeah. But, but there is something to be said about, uh, referring Mm -hmm. because referring takes way less effort. (laughs) You don't have to do any work. Yeah. That's a good thing. (laughs) Like all you need is marketing. I'm a good marketer. Boom. Boom. Refer it out. No sales team, no operations. Yeah. Handle it. Yeah. So, you know, (laughs) I'm not even saying referrals are bad. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, uh, even today, like I get referrals for different things. Like if somebody wants to buy a house, I'm not a realtor. I ain't going to go service it. Yeah you know what? I'm going to go refer it out to one of my realtors at my brokerage. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah. So referrals are cool. It's like, yeah. So speaking of where you're at, I want to go into some different tax saving things that uh, mm-hmm. you talk about on TikTok, and um, maybe people aren't quite aware of, but before we do that, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. Have you ever wanted to invest in real estate, but you didn't have the time to find deals yourself? That's where Fundrise comes in. Fundrise is a crowdfunding platform that has transacted over $5 billion in real estate and has over 150,000 active investors. While many funds, like my own, require accredited investors, Fundrise allows anyone to invest with as little as $500. If you'd like to learn more, 
check out Fundrise.com. Once again, that's Fundrise.com. Are you looking to find off-market real estate deals? One of the best tools my team uses is Batch Leads. With Batch Leads, you're able to pull data, manage lists, and send text messages. On top of that, you can get nationwide access to the MLS to get pictures and comps. My team has used Batch Leads to get some of our best deals, so I know it works. If you want to start today, you can get half off your first month by going to batchleads.io and using the promo code RYAN. Once again, that's batchleads.io, promo code RYAN for half off your first month. Now, back to the show. All right, so Duke, dude, yeah. what what are some cool things that people can do to save some money? Um, they can do things like form an S-Corp. Tell me about that. Um, so essentially what an S-Corp does, the whole purpose of an S-Corp and why people form S-Corps is to save on self-employment taxes. Typically what we tell our clients and everything is like we want to start looking at an S-Corp when the business is profiting about fifty to eighty thousand dollars. Okay. Then we'll talk about that. We'll walk through the strategy and things like that. But before any strategy, and this is like super important to me, and this is a problem that I always run into, is like we gotta have bookkeeping. Without bookkeeping, we can't do nothing. <laughs> like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the number one thing. So the number one tip I have is like, hey, always take care of your bookkeeping first. Yeah. If we can take care of your bookkeeping first, we can see where money's going. We can see where how money's coming in. If yeah. it's good, oh, then we're going to talk about some tax strategies like, hey, how we can write off your car, or, you know, how we can form an S-Corp. Let's talk about the home office deduction or yeah. hiring your kids in your business. So. Yeah. So it seems like uh, this is something we see at TrueBooks yeah. all the time. Like we uh, bookkeeping, like you mentioned, is number one. Yeah. Because... When you think about bookkeeping, there's three things that it helps. Like one, it's going to make your tax prep way less. Yeah. You know, there's less work from the accountant. Like it's already ready, rolling, mm-hmm. baby. Two, it's going to help you make better decisions throughout the year. Right. I don't understand how businesses make decisions without knowing their numbers. Right. I, I see it all the time. And I was guilty of it when I was hustling and, mm-hmm. you know, making things happen. Yeah. Like I don't have time to keep books, dude. Right. I'm... I can't look, I, I have no detail orientation around me. <laughs> it's dude. fine. It's, it's getting done though. That's yeah. What's important. Yeah. And so I remember, um, I'm like, yeah, I'm making a lot of money, but where's, where's it at? Like, it's not in my bank. Right. And I realized like, oh man, there's a lot of money going in and out that I'm just not aware of. Yeah. And so I think bookkeeping will help you actually know. That's why we called the company True Books. Yeah. You need to know what's Dude, truly happening. Super important. Yeah. A lot of people want to save on taxes, but they don't want to take care of the most important thing, which is bookkeeping. You have to pay yeah. for it. Um, but yeah, the third thing it allows you to do is typically, like, if you're going to get bookkeeping, um, with us anyway, too, is like, you're going to get all the other services as well. Mm-hmm. Of like, okay, now that we're keeping your books and we're doing tax prep, we know for sure we can help you with tax planning yeah. and all the things you just mentioned. Yeah, you can identify opportunities. Yeah. So tell me about the S-Corp. Um, it's a common thing that people may have heard of, but they don't mm-hmm. really understand why. Why do you have to be making 50 to 80 for it to make sense? Uh, so it typically starts making sense between that 50 to 80,000 range because there's an additional expenses that comes with forming an S-Corp such as an additional tax return. So you're filing a, a separate tax return. So typically when you're, you know, sole proprietor, you're self-employed, your business income and expenses get reported on your personal tax return. Right. Now we're, we're filing an additional tax return. So let's say 
let's say we form an S corp, and let's say, hey, dude, you know, you're making, you're doing about forty thousand. I think forming an S corp can save you about thousand dollars. Right. Hey, but the tax return, the S corp tax return costs twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> you're like, it, so it's like you're saving taxes, but you're incurring more expenses. Yeah. So typically, that's why, and you really, this is why bookkeeping is really important. When you look at that threshold, hey, your net profit's about fifty to eighty, because not only that. We gotta run. Um, we gotta do payroll software. Right. So that's an additional expenses. There's a lot more maintenance um, that comes with forming an S corp, and yeah. so you want to make sure your tax savings are higher than those additional expenses. Yeah. And typically, we see that around that fifty to eighty thousand cushion. Yeah, for sure. So I I know that. Uh, how it works and you mm-hmm. can go and explain a little more detail of like the self-employment side. Like mm-hmm. why is it saving? Yeah. Cool. So when you're self-employed, you're paying, you're paying the whole 15.3%. Right. Uh, a self-employment tax. So let's say I make a hundred thousand dollars, pay 15 grand. Yeah. 15. Yeah. 15, yeah. Th- three. Now the cool thing about having an S corp is that one of the requirements that the IRS has is that, there's a lot of people miss this too if you form an escort by yourself. If you're listening to this, one of the requirements is that the owners has to pay themselves a reasonable salary. Right. Okay. So, so let's just say, let's say we're doing another escort. Let's say it's a hundred grand, right? And let's say we're paying ourselves 50 grand. Right. So that's a $50,000 deduction on the tax return. Right. So now that net income is $50,000. Yep. And that's where we're paying those um, additional taxes on. Yeah. So yeah. 7500 now. Yeah. Yeah. So those were the savings. So the whole purpose of forming an S-Corp, there's a lot of purposes. But the main reasons why we do it is to help you save on self-employment tax. We want you to pay yourself and write it off. Yeah. Unfortunately, you cannot pay yourself and write it off if you're self-employed, if you're self-employed. Right. So the only way you can pay yourself and write it off the main way you can do it is by forming an escort. Yeah. In order to form an escort, we want to make sure we have good books and we want to make sure we have that net profit around fifty to eighty thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. Like fifty to eighty is like the minimum. Yeah, that right, kinda right. like that yeah. it's a wiggle room, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got it. So tell me a little bit about these deductions with kids that you oh mentioned, gosh. dude. Tell me I got two kiddos, dude. <laughs> How can I pay these kids, man? Yeah. So there's a lot of um with the with, with the recent passage of the bill, there's a lot of new things for parents, um, <clears throat> such as we got the dependent and care credit, which this is enhanced credit. The cool thing about this credit, so for the first time, I believe since like the 1940s, over 40 years, the dependent and care credit is refundable. So this means that people can see up to an additional $8,000 increase on the refunds next year for Whoa. the first time. Wow. That's up a lot of money. To, yep. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like refund, not tax credit. Like refund. Yeah. Straight up and down refund. This is the first time in 40 years this is, this is happening. So we're prepared for a big, big tax season. Like, it's like hey, you're going to. Bro, t- people are about to be buying Apple iPhones, yeah. Gucci bags. Yeah. It's, it's about going to go down. To, it's getting lit. <laughs> They're going to buy some bookkeeping, some escorts. <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to happen. Because <laughs> typically the guys who get credits yeah. or refunds are just normal WTV. Yeah. The business owners ain't getting refunds. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the cool things about the dependent care credit. I think that's going to be a game changer for a lot of parents. Um, how does it work? Like, why would you get 8000 back? Tell okay. Me. So this is how it works. So. 
So typically, so if you have one kid, so what, what it's saying is like, hey, if you if you pay someone to watch your kid while you work, look for work, or you're a full time student, okay, those expenses are now deductible, okay, and you can get up to fifty percent back as a refund. Oh, up to fifty percent. This is the first time. So, like, if I spend. What would I have to spend? Sixteen thousand dollars in childcare? Exactly. So okay. here, here's here's where, here's where that little comes in. So for one kid, the maximum amount of expenses you can claim is eight thousand. So that means if you have one kid, the biggest increase you can see is about four thousand. Got it. If you have two or more kids, the maximum amount of expenses you can claim is sixteen thousand. Ah. So this is where that additional eight thousand comes in. So let let like I just want to be clear yeah. how this will work. So. I spend sixteen thousand dollars on childcare, mm-hmm. right? I, I spend it. That company made the money. Mm-hmm. You're telling me the government will cut me a check for eight thousand? Exactly. But AGI limits. You know, there's always limits. As long as you're making less than one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, you'll see that full amount. The moment your income. So I'm not gonna get it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Tell me how we do it. Maybe a little bit. You do some tax plans. Knock down your AGI. Um, if it goes above $125,000, it starts to decrease. Right. All the way up to $438,000. Ah. It completely goes away. Okay. So it's like higher income earners are still going to, yeah, can still possible. That's for that's good though, man. I mean, most people are going to be under that. Like, yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's going to be a game So changer. will it be for 2020 or 2021? So right now it's just for 2021. Okay. They're talking about making this permit. Okay. Yeah. It's talking about making this permit it's in, as well as that, um, all right, so I'm I'm always about loopholes, dude. Yeah. So let's uh, let's think about how you can um, scheme this system. Mm-hmm. Not scheme. That's the wrong word, but you know you guys get the drift. Could I pay my mother-in-law for childcare? So yes, you can pay any because my mother-in-law watches my kids. Why can't I pay her sixteen grand? Look, you can pay anybody, but your spouse. Okay. Right? You can't pay okay. your spouse. All right. You can't pay the other parent. That's what I said. You can't pay your baby mama or your baby daddy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't you, pay my wife. Okay. You, you also cannot pay any other child that you're claiming under the I age can't of pay their brother to watch yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're, 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 they're trying to get you out there, but you can, you can. I can pay my the grandparents. You can pay your grandparents. That's, dude, that's tight. That's, it's really tight. If you, your nieces. It, it you know, ain't going to work for me, but. That's tight. For anyone watching this, yeah. like that eight thousand bucks, like my video guy right here, he's looking at me. He's like, "Yo, I got some kids." Yeah, <laughs> who am I paying right now? Yeah, yeah, it's dude. a game changer. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, dude, I didn't know about that one. That's mm-hmm. sick. I'm gonna. Have you done? Have you got a viral TikTok on that yet? Yeah. And then, All right. Whoever yeah. my, you know, my guy who cuts our clips, he's uh, he uh, does a good job taking it from the podcast take this clip. I'm looking at you right now. <laughs> take this so clip. yeah, he's the one that put the words on it. And yeah. Stuff. yeah, that's yeah. Look, that's look well, cool. so he'll, he'll watch these for like an hour and then go okay. pick the best stuff. Like that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, and grandma, you know, well, not mine, but, uh, you guys, there's going to be a lot of grandmas getting paid 16 grand this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we got some bonus content with this too. Okay. Tell okay. me, so, give me another clip. So with this, so it's called the child independent care credit. So, not only can you pay your child, but let's say you can also, okay, so for one, the child has to be 12 and younger. Yeah. But you can also pay, let's say you pay for someone to watch 
another dependent that you're claiming that's permanently disabled. So let's say you have parents that live with you and they're permanently disabled, or you have grandparents that live with you that are permanently disabled. And as long as you're claiming them, and you pay for some of them to pay for some of them to watch them while you work, look for work, or your full-time student, you and your spouse, you can write that off too, and get that back as a refund. How do you claim someone's disabled? Like, what do they got to do? There's no really proof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My grandma. Yeah. She she's. <laughs> you know, no. The the funny. It's just it's my mind working. So yeah. like, like yeah, I'm paying grandma to watch the kids. Sixteen grand. Also, grandma's disabled. She can't watch the. She can't do nothing. <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this makes sense, dude. No, dude. The way you think though is yeah. like that's how you think. That's what tax is about. Like you're like, hmm, how can I kind of get away yeah, with yeah. it? Like you know, that's that's the fun thing about it. The yeah. whole thing about tax planning is you're playing a game with the IRS. Yeah. To get if you if you. They, they give you this rule book. This is what tax planning is. They give you this rule book. You follow the rules. If you can pay less taxes, you win. If you pay the maximum amount of taxes, you lose. Well, and like we said earlier, the rule book is like, yo, if uh, you want to like win, be a real estate investor. That's what the rule book says. Easiest way. Easiest way. It's, it's not even the easiest. It just is like, this is the game. Yeah. So it's like, if you're playing Monopoly, <laughs> it's like, hey, here's the rules of Monopoly. Um, the way you win Monopoly is by owning the most real estate. Mm -hmm. You can't win any other way. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, that's what the tax code says too. Hey, if you own a lot of real estate, you win. You can do whatever. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. But people don't get it. No. Like, do you have these conversations with them where you're like, you should probably buy some real estate? Yeah, I do. And it's really with anything, with starting a business, they're making that first step. And I'm like, you know, even just buying your first house that you live in, dude. Yeah. Tell me about the deductions. Like, there's so many. Yeah. Even like you're buying your first house. I mean, if, depending if you're using it for business or not, where you're renting it out or so. So really, I mean, I mean, are we using the house for business or? Yeah, of course. Dude. Okay. Dude, Everything. Yeah, we, oh, we got, Somebody <laughs> side hustle. Somebody got a side hustle. It's so easy to write stuff off for business owners. Yeah. It's very difficult to do tax planning for someone who's just on a W-2. Right. So you're buying a house. We may, we may, we may want to look into the home office deduction. If you're um, renting that house out, let's say you house hack and yeah. you're renting a house. Hey, you got some depreciation expense on the Schedule E. Yeah. That we get. Schedule E is where you claim the rental property. And, and yeah. you're also a real estate investor. Yeah. Yeah. You can qualify as a real estate professional. Yeah. And then, you know with the whole 700 there's a lot of rules to do yeah. that but there's a lot of more tax benefits as well where you get to write off more stuff yeah yeah but yeah you get uh interest deductions mm-hmm. you know depreciation yeah it's freaking wild dude yeah these you gotta tell these people about it man i <laughs> i try and tell people but um i forget that people like don't know yeah they don't yeah because and, and, and it's funny because like i said even after i'd flipped a bunch of houses I still didn't know. Yeah. I was just doing it because I'm like, oh, rentals are cool. You know, flipping houses are cool. And I didn't realize like how big of a benefit they were. Yeah. The easiest way to explain like rental real estate is like you're putting money into your bank account. Yeah. But on the tax return, you're showing a loss. Yeah. Like that's essential. That's the that's best the way best. I can put it. Like, that, and yep. if people can understand that, they're like, okay. So you're not paying taxes on that money that you're essentially putting in the bank account. You're showing a loss on the tax return. Yeah. Most In most cases. Yep. So tell me a little bit about what you, okay, so this isn't like set in stone, but um, I'd curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen with um, just taxes for the next few years with new administration and stuff? What do you see? Or what mm. are you reading about all that? Mm. So there's a definitely like a lot of like talk about 
taxes increasing right um in the future uh especially with the, the, a lot of debt going on and stuff like that with the stimulus package and things like that so i i don't believe taxes are going to be lower i believe they're going to get higher yeah yeah so what do you see um so like you said this this child thing is mm-hmm. uh new right yeah what do you see other new things happening? Have you heard of any new things they're doing initiative-wise? Mm, so, same with the child. They're doing a monthly... I don't know if you heard of it. They're doing... They're giving the child tax credit in advance. Um, oh. Yeah. So, instead of waiting to file your tax return to receive the child tax credit, they're already giving to you monthly payments now. How? And it's in advance. And so we think... You're just saying, I will qualify for this eight grand. Give me it now. Yeah. So, well, it's not the... This is a different one. It's the child tax credit. Oh, the tax credit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The child tax credit. So that one's like up to like $3,600. Yeah. Because they already know how many kids you got. Yeah. So they looked at your prior data and like, hey, we have to reconcile that um, on the tax term. There's a lot of things out there for parents. There's like a lot of stimulus stuff going on for parents and kids. I believe that's what's going on in the White House right now. They're really focused on parents and kids and stimulus. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, I definitely want to see a lot more stuff for business owners um, to encourage more business owners. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, I think what we've talked about a lot is like they don't really do too many things to encourage business. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, oh, we want to charge the business owners more. They're getting away with not paying taxes because of real estate depreciation. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like. Well, that's like what the tax code is. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to do? Like, you're going to just eliminate yeah. how it was built for the last hundred years? Yeah. And they're, they're, you're right. They're trying to beef up the audit game, too. Yeah. So they have this whole preposition, per, uh, planned law where, because businesses, okay, if you're on a W-2 1099, it's very hard to underreport that income because it gets reported to the IRS. Right. Businesses are a lot, especially if you're a cash business, it's a lot easier to underreport that yep, income. Yep. So what they're trying to do now is that they want to the IRS to start monitoring those bank accounts. Mm. Everyone's bank accounts. Yeah. Well, like you heard about that? No. Well, I saw you make a TikTok on yeah. it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what what what's the deal? Like I I was thinking they're trying to do it for I don't know, crypto or something. Like what what's the deal? There so the whole purpose is there's a big tax gap. Tax gap pretty much says, "Hey, the IRS thinks they're going to claim this amount of money." And dude, they're like only claiming this amount of money. They're like, like all all my uh, bartenders in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like they think they're gonna claim all this money, so they want to close that tax gap. Okay. So they believe they can close that tax gap by auditing more people. Right. So well, I don't. I don't. Even, I don't I'm not understanding how they're really gonna monitor their big accounts. I don't know if it's a scare tactic or what, but. That's one way. Hey, start monitoring their bank accounts. Hey, the banks will actually um, report transactions over like I believe like six hundred dollars uh, going in and out the bank account, which they already do at the ten thousand threshold, but now we're at six hundred. I didn't know that. Yeah. So every wire I get over ten grand, they already know about it. Yeah. So the oh. bank is required. I'm not. Don't quote me on this because I'm not sure exactly what the form is, but right. The bank has some responsibility um, to report over ten thousand, like ten thousand and one. Oh. 10,001 and more. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. But if they start, um, 
I guess, spying on bank accounts and stuff. It makes the need for crypto and stuff even bigger. It's crazy, right? Yeah. I think the crypto world's going to blow up. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Especially if you start doing these things that we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Because, like, dude, like, first off, <laughs> I mean, I get it trying to get these cash guys to, mm-hmm. you know, pay their taxes. Like, nothing I do is really cash. Mm-hmm. So it's like, dude, it's right there. Yeah. Um, but then I think about it, I'm like, if your whole goal is to get the rich to pay more, mm-hmm. then rich people aren't like doing these cash businesses things, mm-hmm. dude. Like that's your typical, you know, I don't know, 50 to 150 yeah. person. Yeah. Like laundry mats, restaurants. Yeah. Things. Cause the people under that aren't even like getting taxed anyway, really. Mm-mm. So it's like, you're really going after the middle class again, which dude. is like who you're trying to like help. Yeah, dude, they audit the the they audit the the the, the, the highest people of IRS audits the poor, and like the middle class poor, and then like the higher class, but like really like the lower class poor a lot because they think like they're just claiming all these credits. It's just crazy, and it's and like it's like they it don't doesn't have, even make a difference. They don't have the money to go after um wealthy individuals because wealthy individuals have lawyers they have this they have that and the irs budget is already cut so it's like hey we're going after middle class and low class which is crazy but they want to increase the irs budget to hopefully help with that i did not know that that was a thing either yeah i I, in my mind i always assume the irs would go after you know uh rich people it's just like hey these are who we could freaking squeeze the most yeah why would you go after lower income people? They're easy. I don't know. <laughs> like, what's the point? Yeah. You're going to go get another 500 bucks out of them? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Getting paid. But actually, yeah. you know what? Never mind. Yeah. The government does that. So it, it's not surprising mm-hmm. that it's dumb. Um, <laughs> I can't believe that's a yeah. thing. Uh, so, yeah, th- those are some pretty crazy uh, deductions with kids that I didn't know about, yeah. man. It's going to be a game changer. Yeah. Is there anything else you can think of off the top of your head that's that's happening? Um, mm, this would probably be that situation where I get home like, dang, dude, I should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it seems like they're proposing new stuff like every day. It's like I read these clickbait headlines and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, dude, no way. And then it's like, yeah, it's in proposal. It's like yeah. that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So, so there's there's really talk. I guess another big thing like I don't know what's going on with the student loan forgiveness. To trying to get that forgiven, which, which, which they did in the recent law, the recent bill that they just passed. So typically, if you have student loan forgiven, it's taxable income. It's like, hey, it's just taxable income. So anytime you get a loan. Really? Yeah. So if you had 40000 in student loans, they forgave them. They still want you to pay taxes. Yeah, yeah because you received 40000 So anytime, So anytime you receive a loan, that's not income. Yeah, that's what they did to me on the PPP. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That so, makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it's not considered income, but anytime, cause, but the thing is, is like, you can write off your interest. So the only thing, the only income the bank is getting is interest and your only expense is interest, right? You just, it's really a transfer of money. So typically when you get $40,000, you're supposed to pay 40,000 back. That's why it's not taxable income. Yeah. But if you get $40,000 and it's forgiven, IRS says, Hey, you got $40,000. Yeah. That's taxable income. Now, in the bill they just passed, they said, hey, if you have student loan forgiveness, we're, not, we're, we're no longer going to consider that taxable income. So this is kind of like, I don't know what's going on, but it's kind of like setting up the building stones of, hey, maybe there is some future like student loan forgiveness coming up, Yeah, which is another cool thing. Yeah. I actually said that um, in some video I did, 
was talking about student loan forgiveness. And mm-hmm. I'm like, look, man, um, should all student loans be forgiven? Absolutely not. Like that's kids. They want to go to school. They want to do whatever. Like it's on you, dude. Yeah. You know, you signed the bill or you signed. Yeah. You signed the agreement. Um, but I do think they should incentivize people that are um, in certain uh, majors and stuff mm-hmm. to qualify for that. Like I was saying, all right, if we're going to have this pandemic for freaking whoever knows how long, we need to beef up the amount of nurses and doctors and medical personnel. Go give them free free school. Yeah. Like go give them student loan forgiveness. Like make them, put them through college, and then if they work, I don't know, five years as a nurse, mm-hmm. they're forgiven. Yeah. You know? And uh, that way you beef up this whole medical system because my personal belief is like, this stuff is going to last far longer than people think. Yeah. And how uh, long you think it's going to last? <laughs> dude, I, I just think after watching it play out the last year and a half, mm-hmm. you know, it's always like this next thing. It's like, okay, once we had the vaccines, we're good. Yeah. No, so we're not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, once, uh, this happens, then we're good. It's like, okay, whatever, dude. Yeah. Oh, well there's this new strain. We got to do this. I'm like, dude, this is never going to end. Yeah. So I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, to get back to normal, the the, prop, the reason we have to wear all these masks and do these things because the hospitals are overfilling, right? right? That's the whole big reason. It's like, okay, like let's just incentivize people like me, real estate developers, to go build more hospitals. Mm-hmm. And then let's go incentivize people to go to school for medical. And uh, hopefully that solves the issue. Yeah, for sure. But, I agree. um, you know, the people who want student loans because uh, they went to business school, it's like, no, dude, go freaking make some money in business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, fool, that's be, why you went to school. Yeah. Go make some money. There should be levels to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, if you want to go do something for society, like be a teacher. Yeah. Great. We can do some student loan forgiveness. In fact, I think they already have that yeah. in many different. My wife was a public school teacher. Okay. And um, she didn't qualify because she quit too soon mm. but like if she had spent five years at like a at-risk school they'd have forgiven her like 15 grand or something yeah. right but i think you if you incentivize the right jobs for forgiveness it's cool um like medical or teaching or something like that right you want to be a lawyer well go pay a bunch hey, of money dude it's worth yeah it's yeah. an investment it's like yeah an investment yeah yeah you want to be a cpa well you don't pay to be a cpa yeah it's an investment yeah mm. So, uh, well, dude, it's been uh, really fun talking to you and uh, getting to know you. And yeah. I did not know you had such like a inspiring story. And to, to be where you're at today is like living proof that, dude, one, your life can change really fast. Right. You know, and two, like the power of social media is very big. And I think it's only going to get bigger. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Dude, it's going to blow up. Like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, guys, if you want to learn... Um, all these new things that are happening and, you know, the tax code and how you can save money. Um, many of you probably just saved 8,000 bucks. Yeah. You did not know about by listening to this podcast. So, um, definitely go follow Duke loves taxes on TikTok, and, uh, you know, go get that free game, yeah, man. Let's do it. Yeah, baby. So <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah. Man. I appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you subscribe, leave a five-star review. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for watching the Ryan Pineda show. If you want to work with me, head over to ryanpineda.com. You can find my courses, coaching programs, and upcoming events. We also have free resources you can download, so head over to ryanpineda.com.